Thank you for making Locked On Spartans your first listen every single day here on the Locked On Podcast Network, free and available where you find folks get your podcast. On today's episode, I can't lie, super fired off about this one as one of my all-time favorite sports personalities, Mark Titus, joins the show to talk about, well, both of our struggling teams, tonight's game, March Madness, Tom Izzo, we, we touch a whole lot. Let's go. You are Locked On Spartans, your daily podcast on the Michigan State Spartans, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Well, hello there, Locked On Spartans listeners. How on earth are you doing on this fantastic Thursday? Um, yeah, hope, hope, hope you're doing okay. Hope you put Tuesday's uh, monstrosities behind us. Uh, I know I have. And I think it helps a little bit that I was very fortunate to chat with the one, the only, Mark Titus today um, of the Titus and Tate podcast. Uh, I've been following his work for years with uh, Club Trillion, so just awesome personality. Uh, Three-segment show with him today. We touch on everything, uh, including he helps uh, give us a soundbite to give to the uh, basketball team to hopefully propel them to a strong March Madness. Uh, yeah, just awesome guy. Super, super grateful he was able to join us. And super grateful for you. Because you wonderful listeners, uh, you give us the ability to talk to awesome people like this. When I could just hop in and say, hey, uh, this is the podcast. This is how many people listen. It's an awesome listener base. So thank you guys so much for uh, making this interview coming up possible. But before we get to that, hey, just want to thank you for making Lockdown Spartans your first listen every single day. And I'm going to ask you politely to rate, review, and subscribe. And also, if you want to reach out, LockedOnSpartans at gmail.com is the place to find us. Uh, with any questions, comments, if you just want to rant after uh, one of the many Michigan State basketball losses, yeah, um, I, I got you covered at LockedOnSpartans at gmail.com. All right, well, enough of just me going on and on and on babbling into this microphone. I'm sure you guys are sick of that by now. Uh, let's get to our guy, Mark Titus. Cannot, just simply cannot hide the excitement for this one. Um, you may know him from his Ohio State playing days, his days at cl- uh, the Club Trillion blog, or now his podcast, Titus and Tate, coming on a show like this. But here he is. He's Mark Titus. Mark, what on earth are you doing here? And how you doing? You doing okay? Uh, I was doing a lot better when I agreed to do this. I think uh, Ohio State was still not dead yet in, in the hunt for the Big Ten title. And uh, Michigan State had just beat Purdue on a last-second shot. And I was like, that would be a fun – this is going to be a fun show. Let's do let's do the show and let's uh, talk about how great our teams are and uh, preview a big uh, big matchup between two red-hot Big Ten yeah. basketball teams. And uh, yeah. now here we are with our tail between our legs. Uh, trying to find any semblance of of hope <laughs> moving forward. Oh, welcome to another joyous episode of Lockdown Spartans, everyone. Um, <laughs> you know, if I could take any solace in yesterday's 400-point loss to Michigan, it was that in the middle of the second half, like I had my first question ready for today, and let's just get right into it. Um, MSU now has lost six of eight, and whenever they travel on the road, they lose by at least three touchdowns. <laughs> Ohio State um, looked really good against Illinois, but then – Back-to-back losses to Maryland and uh, Fred Hoiberg's Nebraska team, which is apparently unbeatable in March. So the first question is, who should be more miserable right now? Me this as a state a, fan or you? Okay, This is a great question. Uh, this I, is I'm great, curious, isn't it? Yeah. I'm curious when these teams – you have two teams that like to play to the level of their competition, 
But if neither one sets that level, what's going to happen in this game? You know what I mean? Like like Ohio State, every game we wait to see what the other team, how good the other team's playing, and we're like, all right, we'll play that good then. Yeah. And I feel like Michigan State does that too. So I wonder at what point in this game is someone going to decide, oh, they're just waiting to see what we do. We should probably, you know, like it is uh no, I I both of these teams feel very similar to me in that I think there's a good basketball team in there somewhere. And I think we've seen it at times. Um obviously consistency has been a huge issue for both teams. Uh they're they're not the same, you know, like in, in, in a lot of other ways, but like that that the overall vibe, the grand picture of it, um, I feel like being a fan of both these teams has been frustrating to say the least because uh sometimes it's almost better this isn't true but this is just me coping right now <laughs> but sometimes it's almost better to just like not have a good team and you're like we suck you know and it's the it's the you know beating purdue on a last second shot it's ohio state going on the road and beating illinois mm-hmm. who i think you know by by the, the the time the dust settles in march illinois might end up looking like the best team the big 10 has and ohio state goes and kicks their ass in champagne i'm like oh my god are we good we're very right. good and, and Brad Underwood's in the post game after that game, and he's like, Malachi Branham is the best player in the Big Ten. And I'm a, as a Buckeye, I'm like, oh my God, we got EJ Liddell and Malachi Branham. We're never, you know, like we're peaking at the right time. Right. Um, so that, that, I mean, I feel like we're both, uh, you and I and Michigan State and big uh, Ohio State fans, we're all sort of in a similar boat of like, it, it's the, it's the, it's almost like frustrating when they play well because you're just like, why can't we do this every time? You know, you almost can't even right. enjoy it because you're just frustrated that they that this isn't the norm. I know because like Saturday's win against Purdue, th- that might as well happen around Christmas at this point. Like it's <laughs> such a distant memory now, but I, I love I love that it, it's better to almost not have a good team going into March because I gotta say, like I'm not waking up with chest pain every day like I did in 2019 with like a lot of hopes. Like, yeah, oh, shit, like is this team for real right now? So like. There is something to that, I think. Um, and when it comes to March, I just want to pick your brain on this right now. There's a few Izzo questions I want to ask you, but of course, it's it's January, February, Izzo, April. That That's the old meme in college basketball. Do you think that he still holds a title of Mr. March? Is this a title that you never lose, despite the fact that, okay, in the last six tournaments, he's only made it out of the first weekend twice? Then again, yeah. those two times final four and he's also had a good history of march is he still mr march in your eyes or is he slipping well, away on that i i think i think he has thrown if, if i'm being completely honest i think that th- it's slipping a little bit but the the problem mm-hmm. is is we have to the only way he can like lose the throne is if someone else steps up in his place and i'm trying to think of uh, there, the, there's not a coach because, because like obviously, I don't need to, I, I don't need to point out the obvious. Tom Izzo's won one national championship. This is, right. you know, so we're not, we're not calling him Mr. March because he's won seven titles. We're calling him Mr. March because, uh, you can give this guy any team and it feels like he has a shot at the Final Four and, and he's figured that out. And and in that regard, I'm not sure who is taking the throne from him, if that makes sense. So. Totally. I, I am going into this NCAA tournament. I, uh, I I will be honest. I am not going to have Michigan State going far in my bracket like I might have in years past. Yeah. But uh, at the same time, as far as the Mr. March title, I don't think we can vacate the Mr. March title. I think it has to be given to somebody else, and I don't know who's – Okay. I mean, I don't know who – like, yeah, there, there's not an obvious uh, contender to me to, to take that from him. I don't know. All right, so – 
Michigan beats Iowa, the Ohio State, they win a game of the Big Ten tournament. Phil Martelli doesn't take the Mr. March throne. He still holds it as far as we're concerned. I mean, I'm trying okay. to I think like like if Porter Moser can switch schools and take Oklahoma, yeah, you know, like like he, he took Loyola to a final four, then he beats Illinois last year. And if he can mm-hmm. prove he can do it without Sister Jean, uh, you know, like if 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 I but I, I you know what I mean? Like that that's the kind of idea we're talking about here. Cause it's not about like if Jay right. Wright wins another national title, no one's gonna be calling him Mr. March. They're just gonna be like, well, Jay Wright's got three national titles now. Plenty more to talk about with Mark Titus, but first just have to talk to you fine folks about runyourpool.com. March Madness is, oh my God, it's only a few weeks away and starting to panic. Uh, that means that you need to start thinking now about where you're going to be running your brackets this year. Are you going for the usual or are you going for the best? We've done our homework here and we are running our brackets with runyourpool.com. Along with the standard brackets, Run Your Pool offers game types like Survivor or Pickaxe. Uh, just go check it out. They've got all sorts of formats that are fun. And uh, they also have edits, uh, sorry, options to edit scoring. And they offer way more intel to make your picks all sorts of stuff that you won't find on ESPN or CBS or anything like that. And if you've got a business, Run Your Pool can help take some of that March Madness magic and play alongside your employees or, hey, maybe even your customers. Pick up some new ones like that. Plus, they offer full white glove customer support, custom branding, and one of the easiest three-minute setups you'll ever find. Clearly, we believe Run Your Pool because, like I said, we are running our brackets there. And there's no truer test than that. If you want to play against us for a shot at a cash prize, Join us at runyourpool.com slash locked on. And while you're there, create your own pool for your friends and family. Enter pure madness, pure madness, that's all one word, at checkout for $10 off your custom pool. All the rules and details will still be available there. That's runyourpool.com slash locked on for your chance to win a cash prize. Thank you again for making Locked On Spartans your first listen every single day. Now make sure you check out Locked On Bracket Breakdown on March 14th right here on the Locked On Spartans podcast feed. College basketball experts Chris Gordy, Andy Patton, and betting expert Lee Sterling give you in-depth breakdowns on every matchup. I think like to the to the to the larger point, what's what's wrong with this Michigan State team and what's uh I mean Izzo said it himself. Like I I don't think it's Izzo's um I, 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 you know, to, 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 I'll just jump on what he said, which is basically like, I do feel like yeah. the players are, uh, the, the, the core of the players don't, I don't know if soft's the right word, but it doesn't feel Michigan state esque to me, you know, right. like when I, I've, I've watched Michigan state basketball my whole life from afar, obviously, but like growing up in the big 10, like there was just an identity. You could tell, you could tell me a guy played at Michigan state. And if I've never seen him play, I kind of have an idea of how he plays. And I have an idea of like, yeah. Um, how physical and tough and, and, you know, all those tropes that get beaten into the ground with Tom Izzo teams that he loves to pull out the football pads and, and all that stuff. And uh, I do not get that feeling whatsoever with this team. I mean, it is, it is one of the more finesse Michigan state teams I've ever seen. And, and, you know, it's a good three point shooting team when you guys are hitting shots. It's uh it's, it's fun, but sure. when shots aren't falling, it's like, where does this, what, what does this team look like? And um, I don't think that's necessarily Izzo's fault, but at the same time, you know, it's, Some it's sort on of him. Balance, I'm sure, yeah. right? I mean, yeah, yeah. He, he's the guy that brings the players onto the court, and you know, I'm glad to hit on that because I wanted to get to that. It's like from the outside, what does it look like? Because yeah, it's it's like the laziest cliche and trope to use, like, oh, they don't have the dog in them. Like, you can't like quantify that anywhere. But like, really, it, they are missing that guy. Like, we have one guy, AJ Hogard, and he's a little just too up and down, game to game, to rely on him constantly. Um, and there's another issue too that I want to bring up, and this is a uh, 
It's a conspiracy, but one that I like wholly believe in that you've trotted out for a few years that Izzo will, I'm going to paraphrase here, tells his star player to take a few days off. We'll call it an injury in December and January when things are going well to build adversity, to yeah. break them down, build them back up for March. Kind of sounded ridiculous at first, but then like a few years go by, it's like, oh, shit, I think he's onto something right now. Yeah. Like, so is that missing from this year's team too, that they did not do that in December and January? Well, or would you like I, to I, I, I think what was missing was that this team didn't have a star. I think if you, if, if you reverse <sighs> engineer yeah. the problems, I think this all comes down. I, I, I have a galaxy brain thing here. Mm-hmm. Like you're, you're watching what Amani Bates is doing in Memphis. And I think there's, there's not a Michigan yeah. state fan on earth. It's like, I wish we had Amani Bates, you know, but I want to make the argument that you do because Amani Bates could have been the sacrificial lamb. I think Amani Bates is the guy who, like, sometime around December, January, Izzo. I I don't know what happens. I I can't get yeah. all the way inside Tom Izzo's mind, but <laughs> I think Amani Bates was the star going into this mm-hmm. season. Because uh, because that like honestly, when I watch Michigan, that is one huge difference to me between Michigan State and Ohio State. I think I think the Spartans are are deeper. There are more guys that like I. Uh, uh, you know, in terms of uh, like guys, like Ohio State has a has a deep bench, and there are guys that, that that can contribute. But like Michigan State is more balanced, I'll say. Um, whereas Ohio State, I think, does have top tier talent. Like for all of our flaws, like we, we have two first round guys. EJ Liddell is National Player of the Year candidate, probably not anymore, but he was at one point. Sure. Malachi Branham is awesome and is and is shooting up mock draft boards. And um, and when I look at Michigan State, like I think Mac, Max Christie is kind of that guy. Like in terms of the next level. But he hasn't been, you know, he hasn't been bad, but he hasn't been like what you expect out of like a five-star guy who who could be a lottery pick, that sort of thing. Um, and, and I think that's like kind of the problem is that Michigan State doesn't have the star. And I think every year you have your Denzel Valentine, your Cassius Winston, your Miles Britt, whatever. Uh, I, Gabe, Gabe Brown's just not that, and that's okay. Like that's not a knock on Gabe Brown, but I think in a perfect world, Gabe Brown's your third best player. Yeah. Um, so I think that's what's missing. I think Amani Bates, if he comes to Michigan State, he he's still the exact same player, and he's not great. Uh, but he is the guy. He's the sacrificial lamb, you know. And I think Izzo figures something out. Like he, the, like there's a report coming out of practice that Izzo kicked him out of practice like three different times. Um, I don't know. There, there's something where it's like. You know, that, no, that I guess he was the, probably on the three seed line, right? Yeah, that exactly. makes him circle like, the wagons. Yeah. I think that's what right. that's where Izzo's struggling is he's trying to find a way to like I, I think that's what's got yeah. him pulling out his hair is like his tactics aren't working. Like the tactics of uh I don't think Marcus Bingham responds well to to you know getting getting the Aaron Henry treatment, you know, like getting getting a, a fistful of shirt and shaking and being sure. like, What the hell are you doing? Like I don't think these guys re- yeah, there you exactly. go. <laughs> I don't think these guys respond well to that. And I think that's the issue. And uh I, I think he needs a sacrificial lamb. And um it would have been Amani Bates, but he, he chose to go elsewhere. <laughs> I I thought I put the Amani Bates commitment and recruiting all behind me, but now that you just brought all that up, like it, it I have clarity now. It makes so much sense. Like, yeah, we'd be squarely squarely on a three seed line right now, going into March, probably winning yeah. six of eight games instead of losing six of eight games. But here we are. And so. he would be he would be like right reminding now. everybody that like you guys are a different team now because you know like that was then, mm-hmm. this is now, and everyone's looking at. But yeah, right. it, would, it would. I don't know, man. I don't know. <sighs> 
I got a really broad question for you. Um, yeah. Do you have like any like big Izzo memories, either from like your playing days or like ever since you've been one of the the media members? Like, do you have just one that just sticks yeah. out to, to yeah. you? Yeah. Absolutely. I have Let's one go. story I love to tell about Tom Izzo, and it, and it uh it it's a nice segue from what we were just talking about with the manufactured adversity. Because in uh 2016, uh 2016 was the Denzel Valentine season, right? Like that was the year that he was awesome, yep. I, I believe. Uh. And uh, it was that season. Denzel had a knee scope in the middle of the season. He, he Michigan State like came out of nowhere and exploded. I, I don't remember what the preseason expectations were, but I remember like at one point you guys are like second in the country or something. And it's December, mm-hmm. early January. And then Denzel Valentine's out for like four weeks. And he comes back. And I remember the game he comes back. He was just as explosive, if not more explosive. He's dunking <laughs> on people. And I'm thinking about it. And I'm like, this dude had a knee surgery like he he had his knee scoped and he's out here like and and then it dawned on me and then i did tell valentine was wearing a uh knee he was wearing leggings so his like knees were covered you know when he was playing uh-huh. so i started the conspiracy that 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 he didn't actually have knee surgery that tom Izzo told him we're peaking too soon and you have to sit Love out that. denzel yeah like we need we need to like <laughs> develop these other guys because you're too good um so I, I I started it as a joke. Maybe it wasn't a joke. I don't really know. And uh, I, I just ran with it. It was a bit I created. And, like, you know, Denzel Valentine was awesome when he came back. And I just kept beating it into the ground. And then at one point, Izzo was asked about it in a press conference. Someone uh, <laughs> was like, Coach, do you, do you want to talk about the rumor that you faked Denzel Valentine's knee injuries? And he's like, what the hell are you talking about? He's like, yeah, well, Mark Titus says this, this, and this. So fast forward, uh, you know, a week or two later, um, Michigan State's playing at Ohio State. I'm at the shot working out with uh, Greg Oden, and we're just like, you know, just two washed up dudes just trying to get a lift in or something and get sure. some shots up. And we're leaving the gym as Michigan State's bus is pulling in for shoot around. And Izzo's walking in the the uh, hallway of the of the arena, and he sees Greg, and he he's like, "Hey, big man," you know. And they kind of catch up, and 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 Greg loved Izzo. They, he recruited him. Greg wanted to kind of go to Michigan like he entered it was on a short list of schools so he was gotcha. like so excited to see to see Izzo they were talking for a second then then Izzo turns and looks at me and he realizes that like I've been standing here the whole time he hasn't talked to me he's like oh by the way uh Tom Izzo nice to meet you whatever and I was like hey coach Mark Titus and as soon as I said my name he goes <laughs> you and just point and I swear to god he grabs he grabs the, he reaches up and puts me in a headlock and grabs my neck. It looks like he's about to start giving me a noogie. He's like, I swear to God, you son of a bitch. You've been making my life. And he just, just like all in one motion, all in one motion. He didn't oh, even stop to think about it. I was like, this guy's a legend. What a legend that he, uh, so what anyway. What percent was he serious upset? And what part, like, percent was he joking? Was it like a 50 50 split? Was it That's 80 a, serious 20 joking? Or what, what it, were you it, feeling? It, it, came, it came way too natural for him to put me in a headlock. I'll be honest okay. with you. But uh, I do think, like, I, I imagine, like, when he was asked about whether Denzel Valentine is, like, I mean, put yourself in his shoes that you have, like, a national player of the year, all first candidate, first team All American oh, sure. guy. Yeah. And you're winning, and every everything's going well. And someone in a press conference is like, "Are you faking these injuries?" He probably like walked out of the press conference like, "What the hell was that? Who like can somebody explain to me what that was?" Um, so when he saw me, like, I don't blame him whatsoever. It, it did sure. feel a little natural though. I don't think he was. <laughs> <laughs> that's amazing. That's that's yeah, sensational. So. Um, and yes, we've still got more to talk about with Mark Titus, who's just super gracious with his time. Thank you very much. Uh, but first, just have to talk to you, fine folks, about BetOnline.net. Woo! Football might be over for the season, but basketball is full steam ahead for pro and college hoops. From all the latest odds, totals, player performance props, to where on earth is the next fired head coach going to land, 
BetOnline is the number one spot for all your sports betting needs. BetOnline remains the best spot for your sports scores, podcasts, and news this season, and it's not just basketball. BetOnline.net is your source for hockey, for boxing, for UFC, and don't forget golf. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends and action. That's at BetOnline, where the game starts. So, Michigan State, one thing that they are consistent at this year is getting their opponents off to schneid right now. And so, what has Ohio State done well the entire season that they kind of haven't done the last few games here that would just suggest that, okay, Buckeyes are okay, they're back, they're doing their same old, same old that they were doing before we faced the Terps? Uh, okay, uh... I mean, honestly, there. This has been the struggles. Like Ohio State has not been consistently great. And I mean, our our offense is, uh, I would say, can be very elite. Um, our that that is certainly when we we are winning games, it's because uh, we're we're getting production from a lot of guys, like guys like Cedric Russell, who might not even be on uh, Michigan State fans' radar. Like this could be a. You know, this could be this could be maybe be a game. I guess that Cedric Russell goes for like 15 points, and you're, everyone on Mich- every Michigan State fans like, who the hell is this guy? I've never, you know, I've watched a lot of Ohio State games. Who is where did this guy come from? Um, so I, I, I guess there's that, but that that's that has been our frustration. I mean, defensively, we we are are it's it's frustrating for me as a guy who played for for Thad Mata to have like defense such a staple of when you, when you think of that run that that I was around for, and and then like kind of after I left the Aaron Craft years where uh, Ohio State was just we, we were just so good defensively, and if we weren't good defensively, damn it, we were trying. Like we were we, we were busting our asses defensively, and it was hammered home. And I think this team. Uh, gets a little lackadaisical defensively, so um, I don't know. That would be nice. That would be nice to get off the snide there, like play, start start locking sure. up and like actually carrying on the defensive end because that's been shocking. But uh, no, I mean we're we're winning games. Frankly, we're winning games because EJ Liddell is is a maniac, and Malachi Branham has 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 become you know has played his way into like looking like a first round pick in in the last month or so, and that is uh. That is kind of why Ohio State is winning games, and and I think, uh, you know, what's what's interesting for me though is is despite the inconsistencies and the up and down stuff, like I actually do love this Ohio State team. Like I, I think the guys are like easy to root for and and very likable. Um, there's just a there's a feeling that like sometimes we play like the 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 score is covered and the time is covered and no one has any idea what it like it's like a pickup game <laughs> and everyone's just out there just kind of yes. like having some fun and going through the motions and um so i would like to see that like if i'm looking for something if i'm looking for michigan state to awaken something in ohio state it's just like it, it's simply in, intensity it's just like understanding that the calendar has turned to march i mean that, that was what was so frustrating for me is going into that maryland game for ohio state we were not dead in the big 10 title like if we went out and it had Wisconsin. Now Wisconsin beat Purdue last night, so it makes it a moot point. But uh, if we went out, we still had a shot at a Big Ten title. And they come out at, in yeah. College Park, absolutely flat. They come out against Nebraska flat, and it's that's the stuff that drives you crazy. Especially as I get older, I'm just like, ah. <laughs> I know. Uh, you're preaching to the choir over here. Yeah, I I know. Um, I, I just got one more question. This is totally a selfish question, just to put me in a better mind space, if that's even possible right now uh, around this team. Um, can you just like give me some like kind words about Michigan State of why I should have some shred of belief in, in March Madness? I just want to yeah, feel happy I'll, as I'll we go this. In, into this month. I'll say this: Michigan State is the only program. Uh, I'm not sure if people are aware of this. To from the Big Ten to have won a title since the year 2000. Oh, you're, wow. the, you're the most recent since the year uh, 1987, as it turns out. Um, 
but but I, I generally believe this because I talk to my dad about it a lot. My dad uh, went to Indiana and uh, loves Big Ten basketball as much as I do, and we've we've watched nothing but Big Ten basketball our whole lives. We believe we 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 had this thought the other day because we were talking about like what teams could win a national title this year from the Big Ten because like I, I I've I've gotten to the point where I just want to see any Big Ten ten team win it. Now, when the yeah. time comes and like Michigan's in the national title game, I do cheer against Michigan. But like, yeah, you know, but like course. in the broader picture, like you'll catch me right now saying, "Yeah, I would cheer for Michigan if they're in the title." And then it happens, and I'm like, "Yeah, definitely, I'm not cheering for." Them. But uh, <laughs> what I was gonna say is that uh, I, my dad and I, it, it dawned on us that Michigan State year to year truly is our only hope at the conference, and, and, and I genuinely believe this. Okay. I think Michigan State basketball is Ohio State football, where even if you aren't the best team in the league. If we could, if we, if we all got serious for a second and and looked upon, looked within and discussed it as a conference and said we can only send one team to the tournament, almost always we're going to send Michigan State over everyone else. You know, like that's how I felt last year. Sure, like this, this is how I felt as an Ohio State fan watching Michigan in the playoff. It was like Michigan deserved to be in the football playoff. They beat Ohio State. I'm not saying mm-hmm. they didn't deserve to be there, but if we're all being honest with ourselves, Ohio State would have been the better option in terms of the big 10, like having a chance at doing anything in the play, you know what I'm sure. saying? Yeah, totally. And that's how I feel about Michigan state is that year to year, no matter what it, uh, you, Michigan state is consistently our only hope of ever winning a national title because this year, frankly, Wisconsin's not going to do it. Illinois is not going to do it. Purdue's not going to, Michigan state's not going to do it either. But uh, that that's where I find myself year after year is like, I, I talk myself out of every team. And the only team I can't ever really fully talk myself out of is Michigan state except maybe this year. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but, yeah, yeah, but, but moving forward, I think the brandy, I think like Michigan state is uh, like in, in all seriousness, like the, the, the culture, the, the, like if it, I, I don't think these last two years are indicative of where the program is. I, I, I don't, I don't think you overreact to that sort of stuff. I, I, I think Michigan state mm-hmm. is, is certainly in terms of like the national picture, Michigan state is the healthiest big 10 basketball brand that exists. Um, we're Michigan, you know, Purdue fans, Michigan fans, Wisconsin fans might disagree with that, but that's how I see it is, sure. is, uh, I don't really know what your roster is going to look like next year, but I know Michigan state's going to make the tournament. I know, you know, I, I, I kind of, we, we know how good you're going to be. So there's that. Yeah. I don't know if that helped. No, that, that, that did. I, I went from 0% feeling good about this team to maybe like seven and a half percent feeling good about this team, but it's just like you said, I just got to wait for the season to blow over and then the off season turns around and okay and then kind of hit the reset button we'll see yeah just like you said we'll see what the roster looks like um yeah, i don't know man so well you did the impossible you maybe feel a little better about michigan state and also uh yeah. sorry about yeah that. it's it's crazy to think that uh one of us is going to just uh you know by the end of this game one of us is completely done i think i think that's where we're at if ohio state loses i, I don't know if we lose three in a row, I mean, I, I, the, the panic button, I'm not even hitting the panic button. I'm like, it, it's broken. I'm smashing it so hard. Um, but Michigan State, I imagine, I imagine the same situation here. This is a, is this an NCAA tournament game? Is that what we're, <laughs> oh, we're talking about? It. Let's go. I'm all on board for that right now. Hey, it's March, baby. That's, I'm sorry. Yeah. January, February is up. That's there right. you go. Uh, so, yeah, as far as I'm concerned, it is now whether the players want to have that mindset. I don't think they will. They don't seem to really have that intensity, but whatever. I just, I'm just sad. I'm just sad. But Isn't hey, that the worst? You know that's the, that's the worst. Is you're just sad. You're just like I, I, I'm kind of dead inside, and I'm just like sad. I don't know. I can't be. You know, I, I, I texted someone yesterday. Like I simultaneously can't wait for March Madness to start, and I also cannot wait for it to just end. Like at the same time. Like, yeah. I'm, I love the tournament. Best sporting event of the year. 
but God, I just cannot wait for the season to end at the same time. It's a really toxic uh, mindset to have right now, but that's just, uh, it's how I roll, man. And it's yeah, healthy. It's, it's the worst. That's, that's how I felt last year when Ohio state had to miss the NCAA tournament because of COVID. And that's everyone yeah. remembers that that's what happened. That Ohio state had it's, too many positive tests true. and that's true. That's <laughs> had true. to forfeit the Let first shot game. That's, that's what happened. <laughs> oh my God. No, coming off of that, uh, heading into this year, it's uh, I don't know, but Michigan state, you guys lost to the 15 and that was in 2016. Right. And then three years later you're in the final four. So I'm doing the math. That was twenty. 21 so 2024 is our year go bucks yeah that's right the final four right. 2024 <laughs> we're gearing up baby let's go that's <laughs> teams are going to be rolling here soon yeah we'll have you on in 2024 if uh you, you feel the need to, to come back on this uh little niche podcast here but yeah can't can't thank you enough for, for joining today man this has been a pleasure huge fan of yours i've been trying not to uh just completely fangirl out the entire uh, chat that we've had but love your work on titus and tate love you on the uh, life episode of pardon my take i mean listen to you oh thanks time, man so it was awesome talking to you man and really really cannot thank you enough and i know the listeners uh feel the same sentiment as well so. appreciate it thanks for having me uh next time i come on i hope it's uh we're, we're both a little happier and, and it's it's good vibes and you know if yeah. if in fact michigan state does win tonight and you beat ohio state and mm-hmm. and i've smashed the panic button uh I, again, I'm not mad. I'm just sad, and and sure. I hope that at least you guys use that as a use that as a springboard to something great. You know, like don't okay. don't let it don't let my death as a fan be in vain. <laughs> is all I ask. Don't let it be in vain. Like if you're gonna right. do it to me, at least like make this a turning point in the season and get some momentum going. Um, I don't sure. know. <laughs> can can you say really quick? Uh, I don't believe in this Michigan State team. Just so we could like print that out and put it on the locker room. Just so oh yeah, yeah. yeah th- I think that'd be a good rally point. They could like hit it like the uh, play like a champion today sign. They do it Notre Dame. Like I feel like I'll, I'll, they need I'll a press clipping. Uh, I'll do this. I'll I'll do you one better. Okay. From what I've seen lately from Michigan State, if they feel like a bubble team to me. Let's go. It's perfect. That that is just what the doctor ordered. Let's go. The Spartans have the makeup of a bubble team right now. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Start getting Breslin ready for a home NIT game is, is what we're I saying. All right, I, let's go. I, I can't wait to <laughs> I can't wait for people that have no idea the context of that. They're just gonna kill me for it. But that's all right. Context doesn't matter anymore these days. We're fine. We're golden. We got what we needed. Thank you, Mark. Yeah, I'm not even gonna have like the last 25 minutes of the interview in the episode. I'm just gonna have that sound bite. So perfect. thank you for all your work. This was great. Huge, massive, colossal thank you to Mark Titus for joining us on today's episode. And also, massive, massive thank you to you guys uh, for listening to this here podcast. Whether this is your first episode or you listen a few times a month or every single day, cannot thank you guys enough uh, for making the Locked On Spartners listenership and community what it is. Uh, Just like I said at the top of the show, uh, we're able to have cool interviews like this because of you guys and you make this... uh, a community that we can just bring to other people be like, hey, uh, we've got something really cool going on over here. We would love to hear from fine folks like you. And hey, sometimes they, they say yes, like uh, Mark Titus did today. So thank you guys for lending a listening ear and just making this whole basketball season, uh, you know, against all odds, still fun, even though uh, the last month hasn't uh, been all too fun. So you guys are the best. Love every single one of you. And thank you for making Lockdown Spartans your first listen every single day. Now go make your second listen, Locked on NFL Draft. Ryan Tracy, former NFL cornerback Eric Crocker, bring the NFL Draft to life every single day with insight and analysis on college football prospects and NFL front offices. It's free and available where you get your podcast. All right, we'll be back on tomorrow's show. Uh, 
Recapping this game tonight between the Buckeyes and Spartans, 7 o'clock, ESPN, catch the fever, woo, okay, whatever. All right, go green, love you all.